Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Mo Crum. And I'm Harrison Crum. And we're the Crummy Marathoners. This podcast is for beginners by beginners. If you're thinking about running your first marathon or half marathon or are in the process, this is for you. We realized as we were training that many resources out there expect people to know what they're doing when marathon training. Well, think of this as a marathon training guide for dummies. We'll go through many of the questions we have as we make our way through the beginning of our running journey and what we have learned. If we can inspire others to run a marathon, then we consider this a success. On today's episode, we follow up with influencer and now marathoner Mrs. Space Cadet to learn about the completion of her first marathon and what's next for her. Plus, stick around because we are introducing a giveaway this week, so listen very closely for the code word. Hey everybody, Harrison here. I am sorry to say that I'm coming at you alone today. Mo is bedridden. Unfortunately, she hurt her back. Uh, the good news is it's nothing totally major. It's it's just a, a spasm or a tweak. I don't know the exact verbiage of it, but she went to the chiropractor. So um, you're not going to hear her today. Hopefully, you enjoy the show well enough with me because we've got a really good guest. Uh, one that we've been really excited to interview again. And uh, so can't wait for you to hear that. But you're stuck with me today. I'm curious your, <laughs> about your thoughts. If you want to send us a note on Instagram or through our website, uh, how I do. So here goes nothing. Well, this is season two, episode nine. It feels so empty without Mo in the room, but uh, we'll make it happen. So I just finished my first two a day. Basically, I did my hard run this morning and tonight... I went to the gym and did some some strength training, specifically my legs, a little bit of arms, but uh, first time I've ever done that, I think. I'm really excited about my training coach. I talked about this a few weeks back, but uh, he's really putting me through the ringer, and um, yeah, he, he's amazing. But anyways, we really wanted to bring you guys a recap of our half marathons that we ran about a week and a half ago. 
But uh, Thanksgiving hit last week. We had family in town, so we took the week off. And then, of course, uh, Mo heard her back. So next week when we come at you, we'll definitely give you guys a recap of our half marathons. Of course, that was Mo's very first half. She crushed it. Can't wait to tell you guys all about that. And then I had a PR, so really excited to share uh, what happened. But I wanted to let you guys know some exciting news that we are doing a giveaway for the first time ever. And I wish Mo was here to, to do this with me, but she'll be here next week uh, when we announce the winner. So the sponsor of this giveaway is Bodyglide. Now, I just want to take a second to tell you about Bodyglide. I have been using this product since, I want to say day one, but it wasn't day one because I had to learn the hard way. If you've ever chafed when marathon training, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you're on a, a longer run. It's either hot out or it could be cold out, but you know, your, your clothing, your shorts, your whatever rubs the wrong way and it gets sweaty down there and, and it's just a big mess. Body glide is, it's almost like a, a deodorant type of substance and you, you kind of roll it on, but it's pretty much fragrance free from what I can tell. And it keeps everything lubricated. The thing is with like a lot of people will use petroleum jelly. The problem with that is it gets super messy and it's super wet and then it kind of dries up and it's not as effective. Body glide seems to just kind of stay there. Uh, you don't even hardly notice it, it, but it just lubricates everything. And honestly, it, it's very difficult to explain without experiencing it. So hopefully you win this contest, but if you don't go out and buy some, it's a uh, body glide. They have a, a men's version, a four women's version and everything in between, which you're going to hear about right now. So body glide was uh, kind enough to send us a package with a bunch of their products. The original chafe bomb uh, for her. So basically the chafe bomb, but for women, um, anti-blister bomb. There's one that, uh, is for the outdoors specifically used by the U S military. Um, there's one for your face and your ears when you're wearing a mask, anti-chafing cream, and then anti-saddle sore bomb. So this is for cyclists, uh, really excited about this. So all you have to do to enter this contest is go on our Instagram or our website, one of the two, and send us a message with the code word chafe. If you don't know how to spell chafe, trust me, I had to Google it. C-H-A-F-E, chafe. And uh, with that code word, you have until uh, midnight Sunday Pacific time. And uh, that's Sunday the the 6th. And so that's going to be the cutoff to enter this contest. And on next week's episode, we'll announce the winner. Now, I do have to say you must live within the U.S., unfortunately, because um, the, the crummy marathoner budget at this point doesn't account for international shipping. So, so sorry. Um, about 70% of our listeners are from the U S. So if you're outside of the U S thank you so much for listening and so sorry that you're not able to enter this contest, but hopefully if we can grow this podcast at some point, we can do giveaways and get our international listeners involved. Well, Hey, I want to play real quick, uh, a shout out from one of our listeners and his name is Chris Dyer. He reached out to us and sent us a voice memo through our website. We talked about this a few weeks back. If you go to our website on the home screen, there's a little microphone button and you can click on it and you can leave us a voice memo. So we hope you enjoy this note from Chris Dyer. Hey, Mo and Harrison. My name is Chris Dyer. I'm originally from Northern Maine. My wife and I moved to central Pennsylvania 11 years ago where we currently live. I've been overweight for most of my life. About 15 months ago, I knew that I needed a lifestyle change to keep up with the three kids, nine, four, and three. 
I didn't want to be the dad that was out of breath all the time and couldn't play. I started a ketogenic diet and lost about 80 pounds in 10 months. I started running a few months ago, but nothing really serious, maybe two or three miles here or there. Recently, I started a campaign to run 60 miles in November to raise money for the American Cancer Society. It ignited a fire inside of me I didn't know existed and wanted to run more. I started looking at podcasts for marathon training and found a few that I couldn't relate to as they were Olympic and top-level runners. I came upon the crummy marathoners as a couple I could relate to, regular people with everyday jobs. We're about the same age, and my wife stays at home with the kids as well. Everything you talk about, from keeping my shoulders up to my breathing technique, I've been incorporating on my runs. Next summer, I plan on doing a half marathon and maybe a full in the future. Who knows? Thank you both for the inspiration to get after it. P.S. Go socks and Pats. Chris, you're our kind of guy. Pats, socks, best sports teams all around. Can't forget the Celtics, the Bruins. Boston just has the best sports. Everybody, let's just admit it and let's move on. <laughs> but no, uh, if you don't know, if you haven't listened to much of our podcast, Mo and I lived in, in the New England area for uh, five years. And so we were brainwashed. And uh, so Chris must have been listening to some of those earlier episodes where we were talking about our time out in Boston. But thanks so much, Chris, for, for listening to the show and for sharing that story and for sharing uh, your incredible achievements uh, of weight loss and running and uh, the overall impact on your life. We really appreciate it. And we hope that everybody listening is inspired by your story. So I wanted to play a little note from Mo. I went into the room. She was laying down. She was in a lot of pain. And she had a, a, a small message for you. Hello, everyone. Sorry I'm not able to be part of the podcast. There's more to come from Mo. But for now, I'm going to be in bed. <laughs> well, I know Mo wishes she was here, you guys. But I didn't want to wait because we've got... Space Cadet on again. If you remember from season one, we interviewed Mrs. Space Cadet. She is an internet sensation. She really took off on TikTok. Uh, she's got hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, tens of thousands on Instagram. Her YouTube does really well. Uh, she, she's been called in the past the female Napoleon Dynamite. She is hilarious. She's an amazing human. And I gotta be honest, she gave me a ton of TikTok advice. I, I know nothing about TikTok, you know, being 30 years old and trying to, to navigate through the app. At first, I thought it was just a, a an app where teenagers get on and, and do dance moves. Um, that's totally not the case. It's a great platform to uh, get creative and, and really connect with people uh, in the running community or in really any community that you're a part of. So I've got a, a, a TikTok and I say me because Mo's on there occasionally, but she hasn't quite bought into the TikTok game. So hopefully I can get her on board. So it's just crummy marathoners. Search that, and and I'd love to to add you and and be friends with you there on TikTok. And uh, I should take a hint because the two videos that went semi-viral, I say viral, but you know had like thousands of views, you know sixteen thousand views or something like that. Both of them had Mo in them, and then all the ones I put out, <laughs> it's like a hundred eighty. But anyways, um, I'm having a ton of fun on there. If if you don't know anything about TikTok. You can learn a little bit of that from Erin. Her name is Erin uh, Azar, but of course she goes by Mrs. Space Cadet. So we really wanted to get this episode out this week with Erin because not only did she just finish her first marathon, if you remember from when we interviewed her the first time, 
She was gearing up for it. She'd been training for a whole year. She was really nervous about it. And so um, we followed up with her after she finished. And uh, we think you'll really enjoy some of the advice that she gives and, and her experience after finishing her first marathon. But we really wanted to get it out because December 6th is the cutoff for Space Race 2020. This is a virtual race that she's created. It's only a $5 entry fee. And then I, I believe there's a small uh, transactional fee. But all the proceeds are going to Mary's Shelter. So it's a great cause. There's all different distances that you can choose to run, 5K, 10K, etc. So go ahead and check it out. If you go to her Instagram, it's I'm Mrs. Space Cadet. And she's got a link tree link on there. You click on it and you'll see Space Race 2020. So go check it out. So without further ado, we are so excited to present you Mrs. Space Cadet, a.k.a. Aaron Azar. Right, Erin. So you survived. I survived. I'm I'm here to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew this would happen. We knew you'd finish and you'd get through it. But you know, we we just we really wanted to have you back on the show after your marathon and hear it from you firsthand. So how'd it go? Um, it went well. I I just um, I guess for every minute of my entire training and even leading up to um to the actual race and to the finish I doubted myself which is so horrible. Yeah. I tell people yeah. all the time, don't doubt yourself. You can do it. <laughs> You're capable. And, and then here I am, you know, fully doubting myself even at like mile 22. Um but once my coach, like she was holding my phone and like live streaming and filming me. Um, once she said 26.2, she was like counting, you know, down. And then she said 26.2. I looked at her and I was like, really? Even though I knew like, yeah. she just said 26.1 and I was running and then she, but for some reason I just didn't believe it. So it's, it's, wow. yeah, that moment was like really powerful to me to, you know, reflect on that. I'm like, wow, I really didn't think it was happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, that's amazing. So, so let's back up. Let's rewind a little bit. Um, when we talked a few months ago, you were kind of in the heart of your training plan and you had talked about doing this marathon. So can you, anyone who hasn't heard your story or who hasn't heard our previous episode with you, can you just kind of remind everybody briefly how this all got started? Sure. So I was, I guess I started a little over a year ago. I was um, maybe four months postpartum with my third baby. I was exhausted. Um, I felt mentally and um, physically unhealthy, all that not fun stuff. And I just felt like I needed to do something. And I put on my old shoes and clothes and I just started running. I didn't get yeah. very far, but I felt like I owed it to myself to really stick with something. So I tried running a mile a day for 30 days. I filmed that on my YouTube and I did feel some mental benefits from it. And I don't, I don't, I really still to this day don't know why, but I said, yeah. I'm going to run a full marathon, even though I could barely run one mile. So that's why I started um, running in the first place. And once I started posting the run videos to TikTok and it took off and somehow inspired other people, I was, I was addicted. I was like, wait a second, this is such a good idea because I struggled to find anyone relatable on social media, especially in terms of running or fitness. In yeah. general. Um, yeah. It's hard to 
find someone that really shows how horrible you can look during a workout and how much it can not be fun and how much you can struggle. So I, that was like my calling all of a sudden. I'm like, I want to show people the nitty gritty, all of the good (laughs) and the bad that comes with this. Well, that's exactly what you did. And and so your TikTok blew up, your Instagram, and you've created this amazing community. Is that still continuing to grow like it was last time we talked? Um, yeah, I forget how fast it was growing before. At one point, I was getting maybe a thousand followers a day on TikTok. Um, wow. Recently, it, it seems like the whole, that everyone as a whole has been getting less. Um, the algorithm has changed a bit, but it's definitely still growing. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Yeah. And and I, I think you're right. The relatable aspect is something that, you know, Mo and I have focused on trying to uh, create a community around acceptance and, yeah. and self-love and, and all of that. But, but it's so hard even to do that genuinely. And, and you found a way to do it. And I think that's why so many people connect uh, with you and 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 have followed your journey and and so it's so exciting that you were able to follow through and I think a major takeaway from what you just told me is that you you, you gave yourself some time like it took you a year you didn't just say I want to run a marathon and by the way I'm going to do it next month right you know you really you really did it quote unquote the right way yeah I did not want to ruin my body I didn't want to be someone that you know just tries to prove something and then I walk away with you know, a knee injury or something more serious, you know, like tearing something. Yeah. That was like, that was my worst nightmare. <laughs> or, or even a hate for running, right? Exactly. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted it to be a positive experience. If I was going to work that hard to get to something, I wanted to enjoy it. Right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, if you wouldn't mind about leading up to it, you know, the, the race day. So last we talked, you were going to run it virtually if the race was canceled. So was the race canceled? Yeah. So I signed up for the Philadelphia Marathon. That was, of course, canceled, like pretty much every race that I know of. And at first, I know a lot of people just stopped running when their um, races were canceled. And I yeah. that did cross my mind. I'm like, you know what, why don't I just continue? Like, I'll quit. And if when things open back up, I'll start again and run a marathon. But I was, I'm always the person, I always start stuff and I quit. I I mean, almost everything I do. And it really started to bother me. And I just couldn't mentally like take another hit like that of quitting. So I, yeah, I stuck with the date of November 22nd. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to run it by myself and I'll, I'll track it on my watch and that'll be that. Um, luckily I have an awesome coach, coach Alicia at what runs you. And she's like, no, we're going to do, she's like, I'm going to run it with you. Dan, my husband ended up training with me and he ran it with us. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was amazing. Um, so I wasn't fully by myself, although I didn't have, you know, the fanfare and the crowds of a typical marathon, but I did have that support of um, my husband there. And also, so I felt like I was going through it with someone else that was new um, to marathon running. And then I also had my coach there who, you know, we just chatted the whole time, but especially toward the end, I really relied on her for um, some specifics and like talking me through some things. Oh yeah, totally. Well, yeah. are you the type of runner where 
you prefer to be on your own because my I know my wife is that way or or were you glad to have people by you like I know it helped you in those last difficult moments but were you like hey I trained kind of by myself guys I'd like to yeah kind of run this thing on my own right I do I do relate to your wife in that sense I I do like to just turn on my music I used to not run with music but I discovered aftershocks and um now I just, yeah. I really enjoy just listening to music and running but I think, yeah, for sure, the difference was when I got to to that uncharted territory between 20 miles and 26.2 miles, I um, was so thankful to have people with me. And just even before that, just to have that, um, you know, chat with, with my coach and with Dan, um, that did help pass the time. But typically, sure. I'm all for running by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Pre-race jitters, did did you feel any kind of nervousness or were you pretty much like, you know what, I've trained for this, I'm ready to go? Yeah, I felt, I think the, the day before and the days leading up, I felt more excitement because there was this whole community of people that has been with me since day one of, you know, supporting me and laughing with me and crying with me. And I was so excited to basically go through this, excuse me, with them and to show everyone like we did it, you know, and I was excited to get to that celebration at the end. And uh, I wanted, I was looking forward to going live to update everyone. So there was more excitement, but the morning of we met at my coach's house and then my stomach was turning for sure. Because then (laughs) I had this realization like, okay, yeah, this is exciting, but there's a, you know, I could fail. Something could go wrong. I could get injured. My knee could give out. I could fall and not be able to finish. Like there was just so much. uh, I hate to admit that, but I'm just keeping it real that these negative thoughts just kind of entered my brain all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then my stomach started to get upset and I felt, you know, that tightness in my chest, like anxiety feeling, um, that kind of went away, you know, once we were at mile four and I, I kind of got my rhythm and my, I, I brought myself back to reality. You know what I mean? I'm just like one foot in front of the other. Then I calmed down, but wow, those, (laughs) those jitters were real for, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know if there's a way not to have them for your first marathon. Right. Like, it's, it's uncharted territory. <laughs> it it really is. I, I don't, I, if anyone out there knows of a way not to be nervous for your first race, I'd love to hear it because yeah. I was very much the same way. So, so your, your, your course was around the house of Alicia or was it kind of like, did you guys pick a, a, a route? How did you do that? Well, what's nice about the area, we, we ran it in York, Pennsylvania. So there, there's, the uh, rail trails out there. And so part of it was we did, we went through a bit of the city and then um, the trail continues after that. And there's like really nice scenery. We saw an Eagle and, you know, there's bridges and um, rivers and all that. So you're running through the woods and it was really picturesque. Um, And so some of it was pavement, some of it was gravel. It was kind of, um, you know, switched up a bunch and there's always something interesting to look at. So we were lucky in that we had 
a nice route to run. And she was able, since it was a trail and not a busy road, uh, we were able to drop hydration and fuel and things like that. So it wasn't as convenient as, you know, a typical race where you're just running along and someone's someone has their hand, their arm outstretched, handing you a nice little cup. You don't have to open anything. So there was definitely that, those things that added time, you know, you're getting, getting stuff out of bags, opening packets and, you know, stuff like that, but we made it work. Totally. Yeah. Um, Do you, do you think you'll ever, now that you've had this experience, do you think you'll ever do another marathon to get kind of the in-person experience? I definitely want to. I I didn't want to say that before I ran the full marathon because I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm absolutely gonna do this and then run it and think, oh my gosh, no way. So, but now that I did it, I I truly do want to do another one. I would like to get faster and um, yeah. I just I want to experience that. You know, the fanfare and the the expos, you know, whatever, I guess that is that the day before or, you know, things like that. I'd I'd love to experience that. And I think it would also be really cool to meet people that follow me, you know, that watch my videos and maybe run together or, or at least, you know, meet up at at some of these races. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I I think as far as you want to go. I mean, Hey, we could even see, we could even see Aaron as like a future Olympian. And then we get to follow your story from like very beginning all the way until there. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that's, that's a far stretch, but yeah, for sure. Maybe just finishing one a little faster. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's talk about like, like your speed and race strategy and all of that. So how, how did you, how did you go about like, did you have a strategy going in for what your pace was going to be based on your training runs or how did that go? Yeah, I, I really relied on my coach for that, but she definitely kept me in the loop with things and she bounced things off of me. So we, for the, for the actual marathon, we went off of the pace that we did the 20 miles in because I actually ran the 20 miles on, on that same course. So that gave us a good idea of what my pace could be. And so we went a little bit faster than that. And then um, she said, you know, toward the end, we could do a bit of a progression and, and, you know, gradually get faster if you're feeling up to it. And I was totally cool with that. Um, But by mile, I want to say 15, this, this might've been a lot of just me mentally in my head, but I felt like a kind of in survival mode. Everything was really hurting. And I'm like, I said to her, I I said, I I think I need, or actually she saw it in me. I didn't even say anything to her. Yeah, Like, I think we need to stay at this pace for a bit. And I said, yes, I, I'm just getting by. And then toward the end, um, I just got faster. Like I turned on my headphones and I just kind of booked it. And even Dan, who was always faster than me afterward, he's like, yeah, you were really pushing me, pushing my pace at the end. Yeah. Um, I think it was around like 11 minutes per mile. And most of it, I was doing like 12. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was proud of that. A lot of it, I think I just wanted to get it done. And I right. felt that like burst of energy and and endorphins. And I was like, okay, while you have this, just go. (laughs) Yeah. Did you um, have any unexpected challenges outside of like that mile 15 feeling 
like, whoa, I'm in a lot of pain. Like, did you have any unexpected challenges during the race? Um, not, not anything that lasted. There were a couple times where I would get like this twinge of like a weird pain that I never felt before. Like I had yeah. to pee really bad the, at one point and it was like, I got this weird cramp type feeling in my stomach, like my side. And then my knee at uh, one of my knees at one point felt really weak and I kept getting scared that I was going to fall. Hmm. So those were a couple things that that worried me. But then before I knew it, they went away. Um, right. Yeah. So, but I do remember saying toward the end, I said, it hurts so bad, but I don't know what hurts. Like <laughs> at the whole bot, like from my hips down, I just, I couldn't pinpoint what hurt, but I just felt like yeah. everything hurt. It was like everything. Well, because your training run, you got to, you got up to 20 miles, right? Yeah. That was the longest one. And so, which, you know, when, if you talk to most marathon coaches, I'm sure your coach told you the same thing. You don't really want to go much above that because you risk injury at that point. But like, did you show up feeling prepared, like physically, or did you still feel like, okay, there's, there's still a lot of unknowns because I've only done 20 and I need to do 26. Right. Yeah. I felt, I felt prepared and I had so much reassurance from everyone else saying, you trained for this. You did it right. You're you're ready. Your body's ready. So I I had that reassurance and I felt like, yeah, I did 20. And at the end of that 20, I, I even said to my coach, I'm like, I feel like if I had to, I could keep going. Um, yeah. So yeah, I felt prepared going into it. But that day I did just start second guessing myself a lot. Right. Totally. Did, did you think it was harder than you expected or easier than you expected when, when all was said and done? I think when, when all was said and done, I think it was, that's really a hard question. Cause I don't know if I'm delusional, but I think <laughs> it was, I want to say it was easier than I thought it would be, but in the moment finishing, I feel like it was harder. I think okay. it just felt like even a 10th of a mile was so long. I, I think right. that's what was going on. But when it was all done and over with, I'm like, oh, okay, I did it. So in that aspect, I feel like it was easier. <laughs> okay. Well, I could see where like afterwards, you know, you're reflecting and you're like, oh yeah, easier than I thought. But yeah, in those last few miles, it was like, this is way harder. What, what am I doing? What am I yeah, putting myself Yeah, I would through? jump back and forth so quick between, oh, we only have two miles and oh my god, we still have two miles. <laughs> did I mean, you ever hit the did you hit the wall at all or like quote unquote wall? Yeah, I think I hit a few walls to be honest. <laughs> I um in between worrying about is this pain normal? Is this pain normal? Which was good to have my coach right there um yeah. to tell me that that it was normal. Um, and then also just the mental block of like, I just want to be done, but it's taking so long. Um, right. So yeah, I hit, I hit, I hit a few walls, but I didn't hit the wall that some people say like they're, they act like their legs give out and scary things like that. I didn't okay. hit anything like that. Thank, thank goodness. That was one of my main concerns. Sure. Well, no, that's a huge plus. What about though, for me, the wall was, um, out of like literally energy, like I could not get myself to to keep going. Like I, I almost felt like I was going to pass out. Did you experience anything like that? 
Oh no, luckily I didn't. I, and I don't know if yeah. it's because I was super, super diligent about the, the, um, hydration before like days before leading up and yeah you know carb loading and then also during the race like i would feel like i didn't need a drink or i didn't need um fuel but i would just do it anyway i would eat and drink sure anyway. so maybe that helped um but thankfully i didn't um hit a wall like that because that would probably really put me down mentally i think um right. i was able to at least keep moving my body and keep my breath in check and stuff like that. Yeah. What was your fueling strategy? What were you eating along the way and drinking? I switched between the honey stinger, um, the gummies, pink lemonade and, um, Gatorade liquid IV. Um, I only had like one bottle of actual water, water oh, wow. I feel like just runs through me and I it yeah. doesn't like do anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then also for fuel, um, I would switch between also having pretzels, like the little mini, um, oh yeah, little mini bags of pretzels too. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so you were kind of eating all along the way, like what would you say every 20, 30 minutes or, or how did I you would plan that say out? So yeah, some, some of the points were a little lo- like longer distance between them, but toward the end, they were like really, I mean, you could, we could, we had the option of stopping like every couple miles or every mile sometimes if you gotcha. needed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to kind of get your take on, you know, whether or not it was worth it. You know, was this, mm-hmm. was putting yourself through all of this and this whole experience, was it worth it for you? Uh, for me personally, it absolutely was. I, I mean, I know I already mentioned how I used to quit everything. Uh, I really needed to prove this to myself, especially especially at the time that in my life that I made this commitment. It was at such a fragile point that I, I had to follow through. I, I feel like yeah. it, it would be really bad if I didn't. Um, like the, my self-respect and everything would have kind of went downhill. <laughs> so it was sure. almost like I was just trying to preserve my sense of self and to show myself that I could do this. And it just so happened that, you know, these videos that I was putting on the internet for myself to reflect on just happened to gain traction and inspire other people, which was so amazing. It ended up helping me, you know, through especially the end of the race, just thinking of all these people that have supported me along the way. I mean, I got so emotional, like even before I finished, like toward the end of the race, I, I would start crying thinking of it, but then it would affect my breathing. So I was like, <laughs> calm down, stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was so, so, so worth it for sure. hundred percent. Well, I, I saw that Alicia was, uh, was filming live on I can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook. I think it was Instagram live. Yeah. And did she do that the whole time? Because I, I stayed tuned for a few minutes there, but how often did she do that? Yeah, she did. She went live a bunch. And we the, a big struggle that we had was obviously we don't live together in the same house. So yeah. when we were close, when we were running close to get those, um, the lives where we were running close to each other, we had to wear our masks. And it was okay for a while, but the further I got in the race, it actually started to fatigue me a lot. I think because my body was already so, you know, getting depleted at that point. 
So just to have a mask up for a few minutes was starting to affect my breathing and things like that. So there were times where we would be separated and I could tell she was going live and kind of like holding the phone up and showing me like way back behind her just to give updates. So yeah, yeah, she went live. I mean, I want to say like eight times throughout um, that. And I, I went live a few times on TikTok. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So on speaking of TikTok and, and Instagram, you, you often do like the, the tree tunnel vibes and your outfit of the day and all these different things. Can you talk about how these came about like randomly or, or did, was this intentional? Can you share some of that? Yeah, I think I the tree tunnel, I have a little bit of problem uh, remembering that exactly because I don't know if it was something that I said on YouTube first or TikTok, but yeah, that tree tunnel... Um, for some reason, even though it's not a tunnel at this point in the year, just that section of a lot of my roots, it it has good vibes. I don't know what it is. It just cheers <laughs> me up. It's pleasant in there. It's a little like break from the mundane, you know, cornfields and things like that. And yeah. so I I wanted everyone else to experience it, but being in a pandemic, you know, you can't see anybody. So I'm like, you know what? I'm right. gonna shoot these through the screen. Uh, um, I take some for myself, take some for you guys. So that's where that came into play. And then the running outfit of the day, I I started doing like a little dance, I remember. And then um, the one day I was doing an Instagram shoot, like, you know, by myself with my phone propped up on a kid wagon. And yeah. I was doing all these like I was trying to replicate these model poses and it was such a big (laughs) fail that I decided to just do the complete 180 opposite of that. And that's where I got that running outfit of the day pose, just like hunched over, arms out. (laughs) And it's legendary. Everyone liked it. So, (laughs) well, I I would say, I I would say that, um, I've seen a lot of people recreate the, (laughs) the, the scarecrow or whatever you want to call that pose. Yeah. Um, Super cool. I I love it. And I think your story brings so much light and joy to the sport. Uh, I I too am a beginner just like you, me and my wife and I. And and so I think that's why we related so much to to what you've been doing. And um, we were so excited to to share your story again and and share the success that you were able to, to make it happen. And I think you know, one of the main takeaways for me from this conversation is that don't give up on yourself. You know, do hard things, set yourself to something and and follow through. And I assume that's kind of the main takeaway for you, but, but I, I don't want to put words into your mouth. What, what would you say your, you know, advice to someone considering running a marathon who's never done it before or doesn't consider themselves a runner? What would be your advice to them? I would say, I mean, I'll keep it general and say, show up for yourself. It, and, and I meant, I think I said this phrase in, in a TikTok recently that it's amazing what can happen when you consistently show up for yourself. So you can have all the self-doubt in the world. I had I doubted myself this entire time, but what I kept doing is showing up for myself every single run. If I couldn't do the whole distance, I did what I could. I didn't get down on myself and I just continued to show up, stick with the plan and trust the process. And it is amazing what happened in the end is finishing a marathon. I never thought I would run a marathon. I was never a runner, anything like that. And so it really, it still blows my mind. I'm, I, I'm still digesting the fact that I ran a marathon and it's right. just, it was showing up for myself consistently. So that that's 
my biggest um, advice and takeaway from the whole process, really. Sure. Well, it's super inspiring. Everybody, if you haven't already, go follow I'm Miss Space Cadet on Instagram. Uh, what else are you up to? Where, I know you put out some training plans. You've got some merch and all sorts of stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, we do actually, I don't know when this is going to air, but we have till December 6th to continue raising money for Mary's Shelter of Reading. So I, when I, you know, the marathon was canceled and I um, knew that I still wanted to run it, we created this virtual race and 100% of it's for charity. So we've definitely been working on that. I'm going to surprise some people with little thank you cards and stickers that I'm going to be sending out in the mail. Um, So that was so rewarding. Right now we're over $13,000 raised. Um, Wow. Yeah. For the women and children's shelter. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to keep going on TikTok and Instagram and keep training really. Um, okay. of course I have, you know, all my holiday stuff going on. We, my friend, this is like off topic. My friend has a, a letter press and she actually started a TikTok account as well because I basically forced her, but it's house yeah. of the house and it's this 1930s letter press. And we made, um, printed holiday cards that we're selling on there. Mrs. Oh, cool. That themed, of course. <laughs> That's amazing. So TikTok, what's your, what's your name on there? Mrs.space.cadet. Okay. And then yeah. Instagram, it's I'm Mrs. Space Cadet. Yeah. Um, and then do you have a website or anywhere else? The website is up and coming. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're, okay. We're working on that. Um, but yeah, I, I do have YouTube, which is also Mrs. Space Cadet. I'm fil- I'm editing the uh, marathon footage because I, I fell behind on yeah. posting those videos on there, but they'll get up. Yeah. Sure. Well, and, and for anyone who hasn't heard the last episode, go back and listen, but she explains where the name Mrs. Space Cadet came from. So we won't, yes. we won't reveal that today because <laughs> we want people to go back and listen to your first interview and hear just how far you've come. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah. so exciting. We're we're so glad that you decided to come back on our show. I appreciate you guys for having me. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, ultimately, we're trying to motivate people to run their first marathon too. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a better quote unquote poster child for <laughs> running your first marathon than you. Yay. And you share so much goodness and, and uh, happiness through, through your channels. And uh, we'll keep following you. And likewise, thank you. Keep it up. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Erin. Follow us on Instagram at Crummy Marathoners. We'd love to hear your feedback and take any questions you might have. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes come out. And please leave us a five-star review so more people can join this friendly journey with us. Our theme song is Change the World by Breck. You can find his music on Spotify search his name under B-R-E-K-K.